in Ziyaratul Nahiyah as well as mentioned in other narrations. And today a person goes to visit Imam Hussein alayhi salam, they can see these things written outside of the area where the uh, Imam is buried. Those three gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed Imam Hussein alayhi salam with that he didn't give to anyone else. You know them, I wish to analyze them. What do they mean? The first was what Sahib Zaman says, istijabat dua the first gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Imam Hussein alayhi salam was that any person does a dua for halal under the dome of Imam Hussein alayhi salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers and you've been and many of you have done those duas and they have been answered and they continue to be answered this issue in order for us to analyze what it means needs me to give you an introduction of one of the great ulama by the name of Sheikh Ja'far Shushtari. Sheikh Ja'far Shushtari has a book, very famous book, by the name of Khasaisul Husayniyyah, where he goes and mentions the different merits of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. Sheikh Ja'far himself studied in the Hawzat and returned back to this town of Shushtar in Iran. So when he returned back, he was an alim, fadil, used to teach. He also used to sit on member and guide people. Preach, give lectures. The problem he says that I had, Sheikh Ja'far, says I would sit on member. Yes, off, off the member I have a good memory, I'm able to analyze, I'm very intellectual. On the member, he was unable to remember things without having notes in front of him. Even today we have certain people, they, they need notes. He says, yes, I had to have a book in front of me. So I would sit on the member. It would come, for example, the first 10 days of Muharram. I would have tafsir of As-Safi, of Mullah Faith Kashani. And I would preach from this book of Tafsir. And then I would have a book, Rawdatul Shuhada, of Masaib. And I would read from this book in Masaib. Now some people, they have notes, but they don't completely always look at those notes throughout the whole time. He says, I had the book, I couldn't take my eyes off. And I noticed that there were many people in front of me. Because they had respect for me as an alim, <coughs> as a person from the house. So they would come. However, I noticed that all of that time I would spend reading from this book, from Tafsir Safi, then reading the Masaib, from Rawdha to Shuhada. However, it didn't have the impact, impact that I wish for it to have. There was a very limited impact of this tabligh of mine. Naturally, I was unable to have that oratory and bayan. My memory wasn't that good that I can read and, and give khitabah without a book. When it would come to me mentioning the Masaib, people weren't able to cry as easily because I'm reading from the book. He says, years passed like this. Ten years, even more. Years passed like this. One day I would get off on the minbar. I noticed people weren't engaging in the way that they should have engaged. Every single night anyway, he would wake up for Salatul Layl. He would cry and weep to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, that day I took the wasila. Of the Imma alayhim salam especially Imam Hussein alayhi salam to give me a sort of power of bayan, of oratory. The story mentioned by Muhaddith Nuri, one of the very reliable ulama, doesn't mention whether he was asleep or awake. It could be in between half asleep, half awake, during the time of Salatul Layl. He says, I saw in front of my eyes. That time in Karbala. And it's the 10th of Muharram. And I saw in front of me there was the army of Amr bin Sa'd and Yazid and Shamr. And on the other side there were a few tents of my master, Sayyid al-Shuhada. 
He says, as soon as I saw this, I ran towards the tent of my imam and I entered in. I asked for permission to enter. He says, come in. He placed me next to him. Imam Hussein alayhi salam then tells Habib ibn Mazahir. He says, oh Habib, Sheikh Ja'far Shushtari has come as our guest. We don't have any water to give him. But bring whatever we have so we can feed Sheikh Ja'far our guest. Okay, this didn't take place. It was a vision. But this is the generosity and hospitality of Hussein. Because today, wherever there is a majlis, how many people are being fed from the name of Abu Abdullah al-Hussein How much generosity is there from the name of this man? He says, tell Habib ibn Mazahir to bring something for our guest Sheikh Ja'far. Sheikh Ja'far says, I was given some sort of flour mixed with oil, type of dish that they have, and I tasted it in my mouth. As soon as I tasted it, I tasted the sweetness go down my throat and I came out from that vision and my eyes opened and I saw I'm back in my house. He says, from that day forth, whenever I sat on the mimbar, you can ask the people of Iran and the ulama what type of alim Sheikh Ja'far was when he would sit on the mimbar. He says, never did I need anything in front of my eyes. Imam Hussein alayhi salam had given me a very strange, given me a very strange and ajib power of khitab that he became one of the greatest lecturers and reciters of Masaib of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. This is Sheikh Ja'far. Sheikh Ja'far writes a book, Khasaisul Husseiniyyah. As I said, mentioning the merits of Imam Hussein salam. I said, what is the first quality given? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, istijabatul dua tahta qubbate. Duas under his dome <coughs> are answered. Sheikh Ja'far said, I read the riwayah from Imam Sajjad alayhi salatu wassalam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa where Imam Sajjad mentions to one of his companions that go to the shrine of Imam Hussein, go to the grave, and any dua under the, do- under the dome is answered. Sheikh Ja'far said, I read this, and I said, this riwayah, even if it has a strong chain of narrators, cannot be true. The companion has made a mistake, someone else has made a mistake. I said, why? He said, because when Imam Sajjad, alayhi salam, tells that companion, go to the grave, and any dua under the dome will be mustajab. There's no dome there in the first place. There's no shrine. There's no dhari. There's no dome. So either the companion has made a mistake. Someone misheard it. Someone wrote something else. It can't be true. This is what he said. He says, I don't think this can be true. Because at that time, how can Imam Sajjad said, go there and go answer, ask dua under the dome? He says, then I read and I researched more. When we say under the dome, the duas are answered. Which dome? What is the dome? He said, I read more and more and more until I found one hadith which explained this hadith about the dome from the Prophet of Islam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Where the narration said the Prophet of Islam says surrounding the dome of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, surrounding the grave of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed a dome and a qubba of nur and light. Even if the shrine isn't present, the dome today we see isn't present, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have placed a qubba of nur. Whoever does dua under that qubba of nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers that dua. So let any person come and try and destroy the grave of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. He can destroy that dome. He can never destroy the dome of light that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. 
When we said istijabatul dua tahta qubbata, this was the qubbatul nur that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. This was the first. The second quality that we know that was given was ashifa fi turbate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed shifa for amrad, for my illnesses in the turba and the dust and the clay from the grave of the, uh, from, uh, of the Imam Hussein alayhi salam. Why? Because in sharia, it is not allowed for me to eat any dust from any person's grave, any clay or dust or turab to consume is haram. Except for in the case of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. Said Khu'i had a certain ihtiyat. He said if a person is unwell, others said you can just take a bit. Said Khu'i says you mix it in with water and you drink that water which has the clay. But out of anyone, it is haram except for Imam Hussein alayhi salam. In fact, they say, what do you mean by illness? When we say shifa, a person for example has a problem with his heart. He has a physical problem that he has. He took the shifa, he took the turba, he gained shifa. This was one. Other ulama say we don't just speak about amrad jismani or the uh, physical illnesses that a person has. In fact, certain ulama says a person has the illness of hasad. The person has the illness of arrogance. It's an illness. A person can't stop showing off. Illness of his soul. For that even a person can take a bit of this turab of shifa and through the barakah and blessings of Imam Hussein, even the illnesses and diseases of one's soul will be cured from the dust on the grave of Hussein alayhi salam. When you look at the riwayat about this turba of shifa and of healing from the grave of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, the companions mentioned that we would see our master Imam al-Sadiq salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi For the love of Abu Abdullah al-Husayn alayhi salam recite a second salawat. <coughs> they said we would see our master Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam in the masjid take out something from his pocket a piece of cloth now there's a certain type of cloth in Arabic, within which you keep diamonds, very delicate cloth, or you keep something very, uh, something which has a very lofty price. He says, I took this out. They saw that the Imam has taken out this piece of cloth. He opens it. He places it in front of him. When he prays, this piece of cloth is in front of him. We tried to look what was inside. We saw scattered were pieces of dust and clay. After he finished his salah, we came to him. We said, Ya Aba Abdullah, Ya Ayyuhas Sadiq, what is this that you have kept in this precious piece of cloth? He said, This is the khaq and the turba from the grave of Imam Hussein, alayhi salam, that I keep it with me at all times. And he would spread it out into pieces and do sajda on that. Then he mentions this in, in the riwayah. And I've heard ulama that said, when they would mention this riwayah, that this statement of Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam, we can't understand. We don't know what he means. We can't fathom what he was trying to say. Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam says when he shows to his people that there is this dust and turba in this piece of cloth, he says, don't you know that a sajda, a prostration on the turba of Imam Hussein alayhi salam removes the seven veils that are in front of a person when he goes towards his prayer. The seven veils, what are these seven veils? Ulama say we don't know what was meant as to how one said that 
on the Torah of Imam Hussein salam removes the seven veils, but the Imam said it. They say, why, for example, is uh, tawaf around Kaaba seven times to remove these seven veils? Does as I do one tawaf, one of these veils and hujub is removed. Sa'i also is seven times. When a person prays salah, it is mustahab. And this is also because of Imam Hussein salam. It is mustahab when a person prays salah that at the beginning they do seven takbirat and they make one of them takbiratul ihram. So I do seven, let's say six are normal, and the last one I take as takbiratul ihram. Why? Each of these removes one of the veils. What veils? We don't know. Imam al-Sadiq salam says sajda on the turba of Imam Hussein salam removes the seven hujub that are in front of a person's eyes. When you see this, you understand something very interesting. When it came to tawaf, one tawaf removed one veil. I had to do seven tawaf to remove seven hujub. In the same way, one takbir removed one. However, one sajda on the turba of Hussein removed seven of these veils without me needing seven of these prostrations. Imam al-Sadiq says one sajda removes these veils between an abd and ma'bud Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the second. No one else was given turba of shifa except for Hussein alayhi salam. And the third was what? Al-a'imma fi dhurriyyatih. The third quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Imam Hussein alayhi salam is that he placed the imma alayhi salam in his lineage. A person wanted to ask about this why. He came to Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam. He says, Ya Abu Abdullah, why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed the imma in the lineage of Imam Hussein alayhi salam and not Imam Hassan? On one occasion he was asked, the imam replied, look, Musa and Harun, brothers. Who was older? Harun was older. Musa was younger. Both of them prophets of God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed Nubuwa in the lineage of Harun, not in the lineage of Musa. Why? He says, I don't know, Ibn Rasulullah. He says, it's not for you to know. Certain things are part of the hikmah and wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's not for certain people to ask. It seemed that that person who asked didn't have the the capacity to understand the answer. So the Imam answered him this way. In another riwayah, when it was asked, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala place the imma in the lineage of Imam Hussein alayhi salam? All imma, all Ahlul Bayt, as I said, have the perfect level, kulluna fil fadli sawa, perfect level of knowledge, of piety, of proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes. They differ in authority. One is the grandfather Rasulullah, the other for example are the grandchildren. But in the other qualities they are the same. The Imam replies, it's not that Imam Hussein is better than Imam Hassan. No, the fact is that Imam Hussein had gone through one thing that none of the Imam had gone through, which is why Allah placed Imam in his progeny as a gift. What? His knowledge is the same as the knowledge of Imam Hassan. In fact, Imam Hassan would be Imam in the Salah and Imam Hussein would pray behind. He's the older brother. The thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Imam Hussein an imtihan and a test that he didn't give any other imma. All imma went through imtihan. All infallibles went through trials and suffering and tribulation, but none of them went through the trials of Hussein alayhi salam. Because of this imtihan, Due to these trials and tribulations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as a gift, I kept the imma in the progeny of Hussein alayhi salam. 